Hey ladies and ladies, I'm Titus. And I'm Sophia, and this is Pink Final Podcast, your go-to for relatable trauma for the girls and the gays. Listen to us each week as we talk through our traumas from our past and present lives. I am filling in for Titus today. He's been really busy with school and work um, after he's been out with COVID. So I'm going to be filling in this week. Today we're going to be talking in our mini issue about getting off of my uterus. Um, The pressure that I'm feeling from family, friends, like distant relatives, people that I don't even know, kind of putting children onto me that I'm not really ready for. So that's going to be our topic today. Um, We always like to start these off with a quick mental health check. Right now I'm doing really well. I did actually have a panic attack this morning, so maybe I'm not doing as well as I think I'm doing. But I was supposed to go to the dentist and um, I really got in my head this morning about going to the dentist and taking my mask off and being in a public space without a mask on. I always double mask anytime that I'm out in public and around other people just to make sure that not only am I protecting other people that I'm but that I'm doing everything that I can to protect myself and knowing that I would not be wearing a mask and I'm potentially putting someone else at risk just sent my anxiety and my paranoia like through the roof and I couldn't do it. So we had to move my dentist appointment um, to March in hopes that I'm vaccinated by then. And hopefully by then I'll be comfortable enough to go out in public and not wear a mask. Even though I know that they're taking all the safety precautions that they possibly can, I just couldn't do it. My anxiety and my panic disorder would not let me take that step and leave the house and and possibly step into a situation that could be volatile and potentially life-threatening for me and somebody else. So um, that is kind of where I'm at with my mental state. After after I didn't go, I was fine. Um, and I had my morning coffee. I had a little breakfast. I took all my medications and I was totally okay. I've got a really busy day ahead of me. But It was just the thought of being in that situation really sent me over the edge today. And I haven't had an experience like that um, in a while. So it was kind of scary to be in that headspace again. But I am out of it right now. And um, yeah, so let's get into the main topic. Get off my uterus. I think a lot of women are pressured into feeling like they have to have children. And I am one of those women that eventually does want children, but I know right now that there are a lot of factors that make it impossible for me to be ready to have a child. And one of those things is my personal health is not there. My mental health is not there. Our finances are just not there. Um, We want to own a house and be comfortable in our space before we bring a child into it, which we're about a year from, hopefully. Um, So there are a lot of things that go into it. It's not just let's have a kid and it's it's willy nilly and it's just easy. You can't just bring a child into the world. And I think that 
I'm even more cautious because I think my parents didn't think about anything when they were together. And that is what led to me having the childhood that I did. And if anything in this world, I do not want my child to have a similar childhood to what I did. So I'm extra, extra cautious with the environment that I'm bringing a child into and the potential risks that I'm putting them under um, as far as like setting up their future and hoping that, you know, we're setting them up for success of some kind. My husband had a very different childhood than I did, so he is more eager to have a child and he is a little bit older than I am. He's two years older than me. He's 30. Um, so he's kind of in that headspace where he's like ready and his family is ready for us to have a kid. Um, but I'm just not there yet. I'm from Louisiana and um, in the South, I think that the age to have a child is much younger than most of the country. Um, I graduated high school with a lot of girls that were on their second, some on their third child. Um And it was just, I always looked at it and I was like, yeah, that's just not something that I want. And I think that it was because I was not with someone that I wanted that with. Obviously, I was, I was 17, 18. I I didn't, I wasn't with my soulmate, even though, you know, I probably thought I was. But now that I'm with my husband, I'm like, yes, I absolutely want a child with this person. But I don't know that I want it right now. And that is okay. Um, I'm not, I'm not old. Like I'm 28. I have plenty of time to figure out what I want to do when I want to do it and to go for it. I don't have to sit on some timeline that everyone else has kind of set for me and follow that. Like, they can be excited for us. That's totally fine. But if I'm not ready and I'm the one that has to carry the child, then I'm not going to do it until I'm ready. And I think that it's really selfish for people to put that pressure on women in general because they don't know. I mean, other women obviously know what it's like, but they don't know what that woman is going through mentally. They don't know what she has planned for herself. They don't take any of that into account. A lot of people are still in that mindset that women just want to get married and have a baby and start a family and then take care of their family. And they think that that's all they want to do in life. And I'm just not one of those women. Um, Even when we do have a child, I still don't want to be one of those women whose lives completely revolve around their kid. Uh, I think that somebody that balances work and life really, really well that I see is Shay Mitchell. And I understand that she is, she's a celebrity and she probably has a lot of people helping her. But at the same time, I would want my life to be somewhere along that line. And if it can't be, then I don't know that having a child is right for me. I see a lot of people who have no independence from their children, who have no 
co-parenting even in their marriage where it's kind of all on the mom um and I am not really for that I it shouldn't be on one person it I feel that it should be very evened out and um you should still have the space to make your dreams and your wishes come true and if you can't do that with a child, if you have no space to be selfish with a child, then maybe it's not right for you. And I struggle with this every single day. And if you are a parent, then you're probably in your head saying, yeah, you probably shouldn't have kids then. And you're probably right. I want to do things for myself throughout my life. And that is something that I'm going to grapple with probably forever as long as the kid and baby thing exists in my future. So it's something that I personally need to deal with. It's not something that I need help with. Um, It's something that is between my husband and I. But there are so many women that feel like this that I think it needs to be spoken about. And um, I think that people that put pressure on other people, their friends, their family members, people that they don't even know, uh, people that they're fans of, It's kind of, it's kind of sick to do that because again, you don't know if someone is having fertility issues. You don't know if someone does not want children. Um, You don't know what they have planned. You don't know if they're, you know, suffering from miscarriages over and over and over again. You, You literally do not know. So to put something like that onto someone and put that pressure, um, and then that, that level of commitment onto someone is, a lot of negative energy and I just feel like I am feeling that a lot right now and it needed to be said. So that is what today is about. So please, if you listen to this and you know me, please don't talk to me about having babies right now because I'm, it's just not something that I'm like concerned with and not something that I'm ready for, especially after watching my nephew for four days by myself. That was one of the hardest things I've ever done. And if that is anything what having a kid is like, I'm not ready. And I will gladly say that. And I will easily make the decision to not have a child. And it will not hurt my feelings whatsoever. Let's move on to our lady boss for this issue. Today, we're going to be discussing Priv to Prague. And um, this is a Instagram account based on desegregating the conversation around racism, and they started in 2018. It's run by Michelle and Melissa. They're two women who are extremely passionate about um, the topic of racism, um, speaking on making it palatable. I don't want to say palatable, but putting it in a way that is very honest yet understandable um, and easy to take in, I guess. I don't, I don't know really how to say it because I am more open, I think, to learning about it than most people with privilege that I currently have. So it may be different. I, I don't know, but I find their account to be extremely eye-opening, extremely helpful, not, um, I don't want to say offensive in any way because why would, I don't know why I would ever be offended by someone else sharing 
information around racism, but a lot of white people do get offended by it. So, um, if you are trying to learn and educate yourself more on race issues, I highly recommend this page. I suggest you checking it out. Uh, they have a lot of really great resources that they share, not only for just racism purposes, but for women. Um, they also started a movement to calculate or uphold or hold like brands accountable for how many people of color and black women or black men they have in their upper ranks of their companies. Um, this started kind of during the George Floyd protest and it was, it turned into a big movement, um, and brands kind of all over, mostly in the beauty space, but other brands did get involved, were posting how many, uh, people of color that they had, how many women they had, how many um, black women they had in their spots of like CEO, CFO, um, board of directors, things like that. It was very eye-opening to see how many people of color were not in positions of power and um, they took that as a way to hold those companies accountable for diversifying their um, their employees and um, it was it was really cool to see how little the companies that I was supporting cared about diversity. So um, go ahead and check those out. I'm, I'm definitely going to do a full feature on them so don't worry they'll be on our Instagram but they have a lot of really great information for people all across the board. Um, they also have their own individual accounts that are linked on their page too. So be sure to check those out as well because they have a lot of individual information that is very, very helpful as well. So let's move on to our mantra. And this mantra can be taken a couple ways. So the mantra is, it's my time. And when you hear that, you think like when I hear it, I think, oh, in movies, it's my time, meaning immediately right now. Right now is my time, my time to do something, my time to get up and sing that solo, my time to get up and do my dance in front of the whole the whole school. Um, that's not really how I mean it today. It's my time, meaning I'm taking ownership of the time that I have, um, especially in regards to this whole baby nonsense that I'm being like forced into thinking about all the time. It's my time. It's not my husband's time. It's not my mother-in-law's time. It's not my aunt's time. It's not my grandma's time. It's not my mom's time. God forbid. No, absolutely not. It is my time. I am in control of my time. No one else is in control of that time. You cannot let anyone dictate what you do with your time, what you do with your body in that time. So wake up if you're feeling pressured and tell yourself, remind yourself, it's my time. It's not their time. Will they have their time? Sure. But this is my time. So that's it for this episode. I will see you again on Wednesday at 3 p.m. And then we will be together again on Friday. 
Please remember that we are still on Zoom because um, we're still separated for the most part. Hopefully we will be able to get back together soon once things kind of go back to normal. Our shelter in place has been lifted, allegedly, so um, we will see what happens. My studio is almost finished. We are almost done. We have done a lot of progress. So things are, are definitely going better, but please bear with us while we get everything really fine-tuned and in a better place to just really up our content for you. So um, if you want to follow me, I am at Sophia Ufia everywhere. Uh, you can follow my new business that I'm about to release. I'm trying to launch February 15th. So keep an eye out for that, but that is at Pink Vinyl Place. You can follow our podcast at Pink Vinyl Podcast, and um, you can see all of our lady bosses from every single episode on our Instagram at Pink Vinyl Podcast. Thank you so, so much for listening, and I'll see you on Wednesday. Bye! Thanks for listening to this episode of Pink Vinyl Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Instagram and TikTok at Pink Vinyl Podcast for more information on our featured topics and behind-the-scenes nonsense.